my name is Diana. Uh, welcome back to my podcast, episode three. Um, I'm here with Lindy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Diana. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I okay. thought I was supposed to be super formal. Thank you. Sort Diana. of, like a balance, a balance, a okay. balance, a balance. Sure. Introduce yourself. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'm Lindy, or mm-hmm. Lindy Way, but like, my friends call me Lindy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am a lawyer. Um, I work in international development and I have previous experience working in public policy as well mm-hmm. at the continental and national levels. So, yeah, that's me. Sweet. <laughs> as vague as possible. As vague as possible. As vague and as humble as possible. Okay, 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 that's cool. Like, I'm just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> What are my receipts? That's yeah, cool. <laughs> I think for today's topic, um, it's important, um, I guess, to like introduce ourselves and like even own the things that we're doing because that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah. I think I'm gonna title it on on race on pace uh, because that's what it's about. Really, like Ooh. being able to own your race, um, but also go at your own pace. Like, um, okay. um, so we'll be talking about career and just like. I actually thought that you said on race and on pace. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense. But I'll let <laughs> continue talking. Own race. Yeah, own, own pace. pace. Yes. Oh my yeah, gosh. Now I get it. You know, you're speaking a different brand of English. <laughs> but yeah, so it's basically talking about career and um, thinking about your future, planning for it, but at the same time not falling into the comparison trap of looking mm-hmm. at other people and thinking, dang, I'm way behind. Um, But starting from the beginning, I think uh, one of the things, like, as Lindy and I have been talking about this, is realizing how many people don't have control of their future. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just people that are just winging their career. Yeah. Um, Lindy, at what point did you realize, like, dang, like, I am just winging it and I need to get my... (laughs) ish together and figure out what do I want to do in life because I mean oh, what you geez. said about what you're doing sounds specific you're mm. a lawyer but you also work in international development um and so that sounds specific to me because you could have just been a lawyer yeah no that's true um so I think like by the end of like high school I knew that I wanted to study law mm-hmm. um mostly because I, wa- I had watched a lot of law and order and like other <laughs> Of course, the good way. <laughs> a lot of other like different shows that were like on at the time mm-hmm. that had to do with law. So I was like really determined to become like a a court like lawyer. Yeah. Um. So when like I was applying for university, that's what like I had in mind. Mm-hmm. But then actually, like after my first year of university. I decided that I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. Like, after one year of law school, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be a lawyer. And, like, I really contemplated changing degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in my mind, I was like, I don't want to be in court. I don't see myself being, like, a a trial lawyer. That's Mm -hmm. not, like, what I want to be. So then that means that I need to quit law. But then I was like... I still really like studying law. Mm-hmm. Um, so it actually like took some time, but I made the decision to continue studying law because I love studying the, the degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and as like second year came through, 
I think because there's an entire dog outside. Anyway, <laughs> um, as second year came through, I think we had like a lot more uh, flexibility to choose the type of like uh, modules that we could take. And I took like different modules such as like um, law and international development, mm -hmm. um, human rights and the law, uh, social theory and the law. And, you know, I kind of decided that like, just because I don't want to be a lawyer, that doesn't mean that I shouldn't study law. There's mm -hmm. a lot of merit in like being a lawyer. Um, and that doesn't only limit me to be a trial lawyer. Mm -hmm. You can study law and still be in, a, in international development. There's actually a lot of um, benefits in doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think like that was basically like my journey to getting a law degree. Mm -hmm. And I think my parents were <laughs> a little disappointed. Man, a little. <laughs> like you know, there's not there's a lot of money in yeah. like you know corporate law. Yeah. Um, and not only that, I also decided to like do a master's in law afterwards, and it was just kind of like okay, I've I've had these questions before, like so you don't want to be a lawyer, but you continued studying it even yeah. at like masters like postgraduate level, and I was like yeah, I love studying the subject. It's yeah. great, but I just don't want to be in court. Um, and you know, you can definitely, you can definitely do that. Um, mm -hmm. I think we see a lot more of that flexibility nowadays. Like mm -hmm. people are getting degrees in a certain field, yeah. but that's not necessarily what they end up working as. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a little bit, uh, difficult for people in older generations to understand yeah, that. Like, sure. Why would you study physics and then, I don't be know. Be an artist. Be an artist, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so, yeah. That's that's how I found myself being a lawyer, I guess. Okay, <laughs> wow. That's quite a journey. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually thinking of myself and how, like, I have a, a background in, like, business admin and finance. And yeah. so, like, almost all the way through towards the end of uni, I thought I was going to have a career in international finance yeah. um, and or investment portfolio management, but mostly international finance. And then, like, I honestly I had a change of heart and went into full-time ministry, which, yeah. like, it's, like, completely And even now, like, like, probably my future as I... Like, I wouldn't say I'm at a point where I'm, like, this is... I think I do know what I want to do in my future, um... Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the big question for me is, like, how the heck am I going to make a living <laughs> doing this? Like, right, yeah. Because um, definitely theology is, like, a huge part of, like, where I'm going. And, yeah. like, I want to study theology, African theology, um, engage with different schools of, of thought. I think I love theology as a philosophy, yeah. you know? Like, and not just, like, theology in the sense of, like, you should be a preacher. Yeah, but, yeah. like, as, like... How let's engage in ideas, let yeah. us like debate ideas, because essentially that's what it is, you know, mm -hmm. um, ideas of about God, mm -hmm. you know. So I want to study that more and like explore like the different options with that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just that like obviously the box is very like you're gonna do pastoral work and all those things, which is like not what I want to do, you yeah. know. I want to more of engage like um, yeah, theology is a philosophy meets culture and like yeah 
sociology and yeah. like you know how we live out a little bit of anthropology as well especially with like african theology and so like i'm in the like in the middle of like trying still trying to figure out like how does i know the direction i want to go i know yeah. where i am um i know there's parts that i'm like oh, i don't know if i want to do more of that or less of it you know um especially because like it's still something i could do casually you know although yeah. like having the the papers for it helps. Um, yeah. I think it helps me, especially because it makes me feel like, oh, I can actually, like, I know what I'm talking about. But a lot of, I think, philosophy and ideas, like, you don't need to, like, have a PhD next to you to come up with, <laughs> you know, with groundbreaking ideas. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I feel like I'm in the middle of, like, still trying to figure things out. But, like, what, like, at what point were you, like, okay, I want to go into, like, international development and just more of, like, decide like okay like i'm just gonna stop from like life happening to me and just like taking opportunities Mm, because like oh this job is cool and i qualify Mm. versus this job is what i want or it's gonna help me get to where i want yeah um i think that's actually something that happened very recently Mm -hmm. um the point that i realized that i was kind of just like going with the flow was Mm -hmm. after i had been in I don't know how many countries in such a short period of time and you know like when I had graduated I so I got my master's in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway just rewinding before that like yeah. I got my undergrad in the U.K. and then I came back to Malawi for mm-hmm. like a gap year where I just wanted to like gain some like work experience mm-hmm. and apply for grad school And then after that is when I went to the U.S. to do my master's. Um, And then from there, I stayed on after I had graduated Mm -hmm. to work at an organization in Boston. And then after that, I moved to Ethiopia to do Mm -hmm. um, to work with the African Union there for a year. And then afterwards, like I moved back here. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point is where I realized that, like, I feel like I'm just blowing in the wind Mm -hmm. And not really thinking about where I want to be in a couple of years from now. Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting, I think, like when you're like super young yeah. to be traveling so much, right? Like super young. Instagram lives. <laughs> you tell the people how old you are. <laughs> I am a very old soul. Oh. <laughs> um, but like I was in my early 20s when like I had just graduated from, you know, my master's. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, like, super exciting to be, like, going to different places and, like, doing different things. And I think, like, you're allowed to do that, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to have really, like, cool experiences. But something that I realized was that that was actually also contributing to... um, It was kind of, like, detrimental to Mm -hmm. my... Um, at least my work experience because like what employers want isn't the fact that like you've traveled to like Egypt and like whatever (laughs) they do not count as work experience guys just just attacked (laughs) personally attacked Um, but yeah like fellowships are great I think Mm -hmm. when you're just starting out Mm -hmm. but you can't be like in your 30s and just like be going from like one no shade but like going from like one fellowship to another I think what employers like to see is that like you were able to stay 
in an organization and grow within that organization. Mm. Otherwise, I start to question as to like, why are you moving around so much? Yeah. And is it really because of your own choice? Or yeah. like, why are they not keeping you, basically? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I, I think at that point is when I realized that like, um, I think that I should start looking at my career not as like, what's the next best job that I can get, mm-hmm. but like, where do I see myself growing? Mm. So that was like a very... Not, like, maybe, like, two years ago or yeah. something um, after I had just, like, come back from, like, working with the AU for a year mm. is when, like, I finally started having that thought process. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And I feel like, as we are talking earlier, that, like, oftentimes there's, like, two extremes, right? There's people who, like, I'll give yeah. an example. Like, my mom, yeah. like, <laughs> recently retired. Um, I don't know if it was this year or last I think last year before she left. Um, and she had been in the same organization for about 20 years. Yeah. That's since I was wow. five years old. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. You're like putting your age out there, like, for everyone. <laughs> Gosh, Diana. I know, I know. It's, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, she has been in the same organization from when I was young. Like, and those people have literally seen me grow up. Yeah. And she has, up to the point where she retired, was in the same company 20 years um and i mean those like minor changes in her job or whatever especially towards the end was when she actually like got like a pretty mm. like like um significant promotion. change yeah promotion yeah. and change in her work and then like i feel like on the other extreme is like more like the millennial like mm-hmm. lifestyle yeah like, i'm just gonna job hop yeah <laughs> you know until like the next best yeah. thing and yeah. like move move around or whatever like do you think it's like just because we're millennials like or it is we're used to like get rich quick skims mm. or like like micro generation like like <laughs> and i'm not saying like i think there's both are yeah. two extremes like i'm not yeah. saying stay at a job for 20 years yeah, yeah, like yeah. i think um i think there's value in being in a place long term but there's also value in like moving and growing but at what point do we balance like not yeah. staying too long but also not moving on too quickly yeah. I think like we kind of like had this conversation recently um just I think about um yeah, the whole like job hopping millennials like mm-hmm. concept um and like the next best thing, like looking for the next best thing. I think like it's great that I think, like, especially our generation, Mm -hmm. we have been brought up with the mindset that, like, you can do anything Mm -hmm. and you should go out there and try to change the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I think what that has done for us is when we get into the job and we're not changing the world, then Mm -hmm. we think that there's something wrong. Like, I've been here for a year and... I haven't seen, like, a shift in the world. Like, what's happening? I must be doing something wrong. Maybe if I get the next job, I can change the world there. But, like, you know, I think, like, you know, we've had this conversation before. I think, like, minimizing your importance and changing Mm -hmm. the world is super, like, it's it's really great. And I think that's, like, sorry to cut you, but, like, I feel like that is something, like, we don't get. Yeah. That's definitely, like, not in our mindsets. Yeah, exactly. And so to hear that, I know for some people it's going to be like, 
you know what do you mean yeah like i, like, I the world. exactly like, Beyonce like, told me <laughs> like why mark, should i like minimize you know? myself yeah. um but i think we we should we can probably look at like changing the world in like a different way mm-hmm. so instead of like placing so much like importance on yourself and mm-hmm. being like i am going to go out there and i am going to change the world i think it's it's better to look at it as i want to be part of a change in the world. Yeah. So instead of like starting from I want to change the world, I think maybe like as millennials we could benefit from saying I want to change my continent. Um and then you move from that and saying and I saw this in my own life as well. Yeah. So this is like I'm just speaking from experience. I started with the mindset of Um after I graduate from law school, yeah. I'm going to make so many changes. Um but then that like came down to maybe I can change my continent and then maybe I can just change my country and then maybe if I can just change my community yeah. to maybe I should start with changing myself. Yeah. Um so Ooh, I'm <laughs> so I'm not King saying Man that like <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not saying that you're not going to change the world, but I think minimizing the importance that you have in yeah. that chain is really important to discovering that like just because you're in a job for a year and you haven't made made some groundbreaking yeah. um invention that heals 5 billion sick people, yeah. that doesn't mean that you have failed. Um so maybe that's just something that like us as like millennials we we kind mm. of fail to to see. Yeah, and definitely because like we've grown up in the era of having individuals at the front and center of movements and yeah. things and so in the era of like Bill Gates and Mark mm. Zuckerberg and like even think of like I mean honestly church like mega church wise like, yeah. in the sense of like there's always a man behind it like Yeah. There's a I think of people like TDJ or so yeah. whatever like movements that are very like but I feel like this like I'm hesitant to say this because I feel like Christian culture has always been that like yeah. people like Billy Graham there's yeah. always been like that a one, one man person, you yeah. know but generally I think the world hasn't always been like that yeah. like in previous generation it was more of the companies so yeah Ford exactly. or Colgate or yeah. um Just even in the beginning it was more of Microsoft than it was Bill Gates like, yeah. like over the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a quote that I'm looking for that I'm going to like dang on it read it and find it but mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know if I can like I'm actually looking for it right now. Yeah. <laughs> but as, anyway, the quote that I was looking for is by a guy named what's his guy Jim Collins and he has mm-hmm. a book called um good to great um i think i'm actually going to put it at the beginning of the podcast cuz okay. after that i'm going to find it but he talks <laughs> about what makes what separates companies from good to great yeah. um and the version that i read was talking about social social sectors and right. how social sector businesses are actually oh so, social sector organizations <laughs> are actually not businesses are okay. actually really good models for companies that are good that are great instead of good and yeah. that so he looks at what separates leaders from like what separates these companies and the mm-hmm. major separating factor is the leadership mm-hmm. and 
great companies are led by level five leaders mm-hmm. and good companies are led by level one to level four. <laughs> okay. And so we spent, like, there's a fellowship that I'm part of and we spent a lot of time studying what a level five leader is. And he said something that really just, like, like stuck with me and, like, was just, like, a pain in the chest, you know. And he was like, level five leaders, which are the leaders that lead movements that are great or companies that are great, social sector organizations that are great mm-hmm. they're more focused on the vision of the organization right. as a collective yeah. um, at the expense of their own personal vision yeah. and so they look at if we if i am going to succeed it's because we succeed yeah, and so they exactly. they are willing to put personal success mm-hmm. like like they're willing to put like the success of the organization over personal success yeah. which is like yeah. something that is not often what we hear yeah. because it's like we're all wanting to do things where we are the leaders my and moment in the sun basically. yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like man first of all have you considered that there's places that are doing what you want to do that mm-hmm. are better resourced better yeah. equipped um or that there's organizations that like you can pour in your resources and your expertise mm-hmm. without you having to be the, the leader and the yeah. front and center and i think we're just, that's not something we're doing or talking about because yeah. we're, we all want to be the founder and CEO. Yeah, like, exactly. Eh, that's not how you, know, that's <laughs> that's not how you don't just get yeah. from like, um, from university to become like the CEO of a company. It yeah. doesn't work like that. Um, the founder of a movement. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. And just like, you know, to add on to that, I, I think a different way that we could see it, um, you know, is like when we get into an organization instead of being like, why haven't we already like changed the world? Mm -hmm. Maybe changing your mindset to be like, how can I change this organization Mm -hmm. for the better? Yeah. How can I make this organization more efficient if efficiency Mm -hmm. is the problem? How can I leave a legacy Mm -hmm. that can be continued by the next person Mm -hmm. who's in my position? Yeah. Um, and I've had, like, this conversation with, like, other people um, who are just, like, no, but I haven't, like, personally achieved mm. what I want to achieve, yeah. like, when I am here. And I kind of, like, try to remind them, like, but maybe you should look at it as what can I, where can I leave this position mm. where, you know, I know that I have done my best mm. and it benefits the next person yeah. who comes to occupy this position. Yeah. And that's something that we, I think we seldom like think about It's yeah. just like, Oh, we're not, we're not doing enough. I'm yeah. going to leave. But yeah. And I think part of it is because I think most people don't go into their job with a vision. Like, yeah. I mean, besides the fact that possibly one of the reasons you're not having a vision for your job is because you don't have a vision for yourself. Yeah. And so, um, and, and that's Ooh, like, oh, I think preach. <laughs> and I think we talked about this in the beginning of like yeah. the importance of like being in charge of your own direction. Yeah. And like, where do you want to go? Like, what kind of things do I need to do yeah. to make sure that I'm ending up where I need to? But there's something that my dad like told me or like advice that he gave me when I first started my work, um, which was like five years ago now. Yeah. And he was like, ask yourself, like, by the time I leave, what do I want to have achieved? You yeah. Know, like, yeah. what is my vision yeah. for this organization? Yeah. For, as you're saying, for this position, yeah. even for yourself, yeah. right? Like, exactly. how are you going to know it's time to leave? Yeah. Um, and not, there's a 
phrase that we use in our organization that talks about like don't be a hippo yeah hippos basically just like hoard like the sit on everything like yeah they, like take their space and like make sure nobody comes into that space and it's yeah. like oftentimes like african leaders have been hippos, hippos. like they're just like i'm not going anywhere it's not just you know, the big bellies have, yeah <laughs> not just the big bellies it's not like Fat, fat phobic, <laughs> fat shaming. No, no, no. no. But more of like the power and control and yeah. like marking their territory, right? And I think with a job, like if you have a vision, it makes it actually easier one to to leave, but also to know that I've accomplished something for this yeah. work. To yeah. say like, like what do I want the space to look like by yeah. the time I leave? Like yeah. I might not change the whole world, and some organizations are way too big to for you to make any impact. Yeah in the organization at large without making any impact on the local branch of the organization that you mm-hmm. work in. And so like yeah. I think it's really important to have a vision for your work. Yeah. And I think that applies to yeah. any kind of job. To say like, what do I want to be better? Like if I work as a bank teller, what yeah. do I want to be better by yeah. the time I leave? Exactly. Um what then some of the best inventions honestly that have come since we are all about like I wanna invent something <laughs> have been as solutions to problems, right? Yeah. And so if you're not in spaces where you're seeing the problems that people yeah. are facing, how are you gonna come up with solutions? solutions yeah. And not the vision shouldn't just be about I wanna be the CEO in five years and it's like, yeah, that's the vision for you yeah. and the organization, but how about the organization itself? Like mm-hmm. especially when you see every place has injustices. You yeah. Know? Like I think I think we're both alike in that way that, like, our heart is for justice. And Mm -hmm. so, like, it's very... In my head, I feel like that's something that everybody should notice and justice, but, like, not everybody does. And Mm -hmm. I have to constantly remind myself that. But, like, if you have an eye for injustice, seeing the injustice, like, let's say if the people who clean are not on a, like, Mm, on, like, a medical aid or they're not being taken care of as much as some of the... um, I don't know what they're called, but, like... Some of like the actual office staff, if I can use that word, yeah. Um, but you get what I mean, yeah. right? Like, there's a lot of injustice even in that department. Yeah. Of, like, man, there's a lot of people that are not being treated well, and so yeah. like, if you see that, what kind of imp- what does it look like for you to make an impact, um, in a way that is, maybe it has nothing to do with your job. You're yeah. just fixing something for the sake of you know something that you see that is yeah. not right, you yeah. know. Uh, but I think it's important to just have a vision and direction of where you're going because otherwise you're probably going to move from job to job or seeking the excitement of the new job. Cause like, you know, we were also speaking about this like recently. Um, and like one of the questions that like I was asked when I was interviewing for my current position was, um, so there's like a lot of like monotonous and like mm-hmm. mundane uh, work that you'd have to do that's quite repetitive. Um, so like, how are you going to deal with like a boring kind of like inputting, monitoring and evaluation, like mm-hmm. doing like Excel and stuff. And um, it really did like get me thinking in the interview. And um, I think that's another thing that like we we kind of like want constant like excitement, mm-hmm. but like you should also be able to find the excitement in the mundane. Yeah. And I think that that's something that like I have definitely learned with my current job was that, you know, this might not be the exciting going from place to place thing that like I want to be doing, mm-hmm. but I'm learning like so much from this. Board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but like I'm learning so yeah. much and this might not benefit me immediately, mm-hmm. but inputting like monitoring and valuation for, you know, the specific program that I'm running now and then the next person does the same thing and then the next person does the same thing, that's definitely going to benefit the organization. Yeah. So I think like having a bigger picture, like you said, um, that like, you know, maybe I might not be able to like change everything, mm-hmm. but if I can be a part of that change, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. And even like the idea of like earning your seat at the table. Like I think sometimes we want to, we want to be given the seat at the yeah, table exactly. of making like big decisions that yeah. will change the entire organization. It's like, have you actually like earned the right to like, <laughs> sit at those tables? I and mean, make... these are tough conversations, yeah. but it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I personally wouldn't want to be a CEO at the age of 21. Yeah. Like, just yeah. no. <laughs> I don't want to be a CEO at the age of 21 because... Yeah. I mean, you can't be now. Yeah, I still... <laughs> I missed my mark. I'm too old to be a CEO. Yeah. But like, and I have seen that, you know, I have seen um, situations like where, um, you know, somebody is just like not ready for that mm-hmm. type of responsibility. And it really like doesn't bode well, like because that puts the whole organization in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, I think like earning your seat at the table is like something that like we sometimes don't like really think about. Yeah. And you know, like we were speaking earlier, um, we forget that like our parents took years and years mm-hmm. to get to the positions that they are at right now. Yeah. And we want that like so quickly. Yeah. I think like personally, like my dad's career peaked when he was in his 40s um that's 15 whatever 20 years like from now um yet like we want what they have now um at like half the age and that's just like unrealistic um so i think like that's something that we definitely need to keep in mind is um seeing life as progressive yeah and not some kind of like race that like if I don't become CEO by 30 like Mark Zuckerberg yeah. or whatever then like I have failed yeah um yeah Ooh, like I've just like I have an analogy in my head of like oftentimes we look at life and especially career as a ladder you know? yeah that's why we're like climbing up yeah. the ladder and all those things and you kind of feel like if you're not going up fast enough, because the thing about climbing, like, we all have different, like, paces paces and strengths and levels of endurance or whatever. And I think maybe we should start to look at it, like, the same way we do a a race. Like, just, like, flat road, I'm doing my thing, trying to beat my best time and not really, like, like, (laughs) you know, not trying to, like, chase somebody else's best time, you know? Not, like, I'm pretty sure Usain Bolt is competing against his own time and yeah like whoever is at position 115 is not like i want to be like saying because they know that's like Sorry impossible yeah <laughs> but they can like the best they can do is beat their previous time you know yeah um and just like not like i think we get lost when we are focusing on other people and like what other people are doing mm-hmm. and letting that pressure us of like man clearly i'm not doing well enough at mm-hmm. my age yeah it's like it's don't like yeah. if you're in your 20s like 
even your thirties, like yeah. just like don't as long as especially when you know you're working hard. It's yeah. a different thing when you know you're slacking. Yeah. Which is like I think a different episode. But yeah. when you know like you're at the right time, like yeah. even like Maslow's hierarchy of need, right? We want yeah. like like we start at the peak of self actualization. Yeah. Where it's like but this is like there's levels to this thing. Yeah. Like there is uh, just a process to life yeah. and you can't skip those stages yeah. because they're important to develop. Yeah. Um I think Oprah said something similar about like he she was being asked like what would you say to this generation? It's like, man, yeah. like the idea that you get things without working hard for them yeah. or that like things happen quickly. I think that's what she said, not working yeah. hard for it. Like she said more of the idea that things always have to happen quickly is so flawed because there's there's no one that you know that just like there's no such thing as an overnight sensation. Yeah. Like there yeah. there's literally like, Justin Bieber had years of, like, yeah. working and performing on the streets before he yeah. was an overnight sensation, yeah. quote-unquote. Like, yeah. And we don't, like, those, that's not a part of the story that we like. We exactly. Want, like, you know, overnight. Like, think yeah. of, I guess, the most recent, like, virus session I can think of is, oh, what's this guy's name? Mm-hmm. It's 2017. Yeah. Um, but, like, what I found interesting about it is... I watched a video of him like a couple years before him mm-hmm. and his team setting goals of what they wanted to achieve, the amount of subscribers they wanted to have. Cause he had been, he's a YouTuber, so he's been doing his comedy thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Yet people think overnight sensation, but it's yeah. like, actually we plan, like not that you plan for a viral video, but yeah. like they plan for like, what do we need to do to reach this amount of subscribers? What yeah. do we need to do to gain the traction that we want and all these yeah. things. And when that happened, it was the result of their visioning and hard work and not yeah. really just luck, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the saying of, like, success is the when the moment of... Wait, success is when... Opportunity. Yeah, oppor- like, opportunity meets hard meets, work. Yeah, there we or go. Or something like that. Or, like, like, fate. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Fate means meets... Or something like that. Basically, like, basically it's about, like, your chances finding you when you're ready. Yeah, exactly. Versus just, like whatever yeah yeah Yeah. any closing thoughts oh that you Um. have (laughs) i didn't really think i'm not ready can we just keep talking uh i mean no No, i mean yeah i think it's very easy to get caught up in especially like the media now um i think they call it like um what is it like what's the word it's very vulgar accomplishment porn accomplishment porn like <laughs> is that the word you're looking yeah, at I, think so. I know it's not even vulgar not that but like <laughs> it's kind of, yeah it's like accomplishment porn but like specifically geared like towards like young accomplishment like porn mm. um so maybe that's what we should call the episode Young accomplishment porn. I totally agree. Um, that's gonna get a lot of some, like viewers. Anyway, um, um, but yeah, that's what we see in the media. Is you know, fifteen year olds like graduates mm-hmm. lost like law school. Yeah. Um, the youngest person to invent this, and like, um, you know, this person is like two years old, and they have. <laughs> own company you know it's you know ridiculous and you know I I don't disagree I don't disagree that like it's it's good it's definitely good to like um celebrate like those people Mm -hmm. but what you 
you shouldn't look at those people as like the litmus test yeah. of if I don't have an organization by the time I'm two years old, then I know that's an exaggeration, but yeah. like then like I'm a failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think like my closing statements would just be like, run your own race. Yeah. Um, there's don't this, rush. Don't rush. Oh no, please no. <laughs> I, I feel had, like, like Gareth and Amanda did an episode of Don't Rush. <laughs> yeah, they like, did. I, don't, I don't know if we were talking about they the same did. thing. Um, so there's this like, there's this book um, by, I really hope that they don't sue us, but like by, um, we're plugging them, they can't, they can't, yeah, that's true, um, by Yomi Adagoke, um, I hope that I'm saying like her name right, yeah, I know, um, but like I, we went to the same university and she's just like an incredible person, Mm -hmm. um, and an incredible writer and the book is very like aptly entitled um titled and it's basically slay in your lane oh so like (laughs) literally that's what you should be thinking of doing just slay in your lane please don't sue us slay in your lane Whoa, I feel like there's just so many things that could be the, the title of this episode. I'm yeah. just going to have such a hard time just like, like slaying your lane. Accomplishment poor. Yeah. yeah, but thank you so much for yeah. just coming on the podcast and being a guest. Uh, coming to my house. My- <laughs> um, we appreciate your wisdom and just like, I mean, I think those are really important conversations. Um for anybody listening, let me know your thoughts by hitting me up on social media at I am not a goddess on um, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts. And where should they find you? If, or is that like private information <laughs> that you don't want? Well, to... I have like an Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, okay. it's Lindy Love underscore. Yeah. Um, and then like. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really post that much okay. on Twitter. Um, it's Lindy underscore Siwande. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And just, you know, you probably won't see a lot of her, but you probably, like, see a lot of what she's doing, right? I don't sure. know. I feel like you're, like, one of those, like, behind-the-scenes yeah, people that, like, definitely. you know, but still slaying in your lane. <laughs> and as for me, you can catch me on this podcast. <laughs> You know, comparing myself to other people. Oh, <laughs> I'm <Lord>. just kidding. Like, <laughs> slaying in my lane too, or attempting yeah. to. Um, but yeah, thank you and peace. <laughs>